All houses wherein men have lived and died are haunted houses. Through the open doors, the harmless phantoms on their errands glide with feet that make no sound upon the floors. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Greetings, creeps, and welcome to my podcast, This House is Haunted. Over the next several weeks, I'll be sharing my personal experiences of having spent two years in a haunted house in eastern Kentucky. Due to the spooky nature of this podcast, viewer discretion is advised as I take you into a world filled with things that go bump in the night. I was alone in the playroom. No, that wasn't right. I was alone in the house. There were no sounds from my family echoing through the halls. The hum of everyday life replaced with the hollow resonance of an ancient tomb in some long forgotten city. It was so cold that I could see my breath curling out in small tendrils as I breathed in tiny gasps, my fingers tingly as if I'd stayed outside too long playing in the snow. Except, I wasn't outside. I was standing in the middle of the playroom. Things were exactly as we had left them after I'd seen the drawing move as if being pulled by some unseen force down the wall. The desk I had once loved now sent tremors of terror through my body as it stood as a reminder of the day I had felt cold hands resting on my shoulders when I had been left alone in that room. What was I doing in the playroom? I hadn't been back since. Wait, where was my family? My heart was beating quickly now. The strangeness of being home alone in the house that have served as my tormentor since arriving in Kentucky, amplifying my feelings of dread and confusion. My family couldn't, wouldn't have left me alone in this house. My mom wouldn't even leave my sister and I home alone with my brother, who was well into his teens. She certainly wouldn't have left me alone. What was happening? As my thoughts began to spiral, I caught a glimpse of something just inside the doorway that led to the back of the house where my brother and parents' rooms were. I turned slowly, my eyes looking down at my bare feet, the hem of my flannel nightgown barely brushing against the floor. I was in my nightgown. I must be sleepwalking. There's no way I would have come into this room on my own sleepwalking meant before I could finish my thought a soft white glow was emanating down the hall as if someone were walking slowly while holding a flashlight no a candle the light was flickering as if a flame were being teased by the wind I wanted to call out for my mother but I knew it wasn't her How I knew, I couldn't say, except that I had always been able to 
feel a sort of energy emanating from each of my family members. That helped me identify where they were and even how they were feeling. And right now, I can only feel my own fear rising as the light grew closer. Who was walking with a candle towards me? As I watched, no longer breathing, but holding my breath in anticipation of what or who would appear seconds from now, the air in the room behind me shifted as if someone had walked in. No, appeared behind me. I could feel goosebumps rising on my arms and legs, the cold feeling as if it were close to permeating my bones and making it uncomfortable to move. My mind was flooded with the memories of all the things I had seen since moving here and I began to cry silently. I wouldn't dare look behind me. Every instinct I had shouting for me to remain still. But I could sense that something large and dark was in the room with me by the wall that had once held a drawing I had done. The drawing that had been pulled by unseen hands. I allowed my eyes to shift, looking now out of my peripheral, and I could see a dark form moving in impossible ways, not human, but shifting from shadow to cloud. And was that a claw? I wanted to run, but I knew if I did, I would bring more attention to myself. The thing in the corner was continuing to stretch up the length of the wall, now nearly touching the ceiling, never keeping any one form for more than a second. My eyes began to sting as the smell of rotting meat filled my senses, making me gag. I clasped my hand over my mouth to prevent any sound from escaping and began to hear a chittering, clawing sound from the ceiling. I shut my eyes tight, no longer willing to see what might step from those shadows, fearful that the face in the window would be peering back at me with no barrier to keep it from reaching out with those long, bony hands with nails like claws and... I felt a cold hand slip into mine and I jumped, tripping over my nightgown and would have tumbled to the floor if not for another hand reaching me and slowing me enough so that I could correct my balance. Glowing white light surrounded me, and for a moment that was all I saw, as I had been standing in the darkness for some time now and my eyes had not had time to adjust to the light yet. The thing in the window, was this it? I panicked and attempted to turn and see if it was still unfurling up the wall, and the soft figure of a woman stepped from the warm light in front of me. She was wearing what looked like a nightgown to my eyes. No, a real gown, like I had seen in some of the older photos my mama had. The gown was shimmering white with stitches that looked like spun gold and buttons that gleamed much the same. It covered her arms and legs completely and I could not see her feet. As I observed her, the cold that I felt just seconds before was being pushed back 
and I felt an ease wash over me that I hadn't felt since moving here. Looking into her face, I could see she was somewhere around my mama's age, or maybe a little older, because as she smiled at me, I could see little lines around her eyes. She had a round, pleasing face that was framed by long, dark hair that was curled prettily and fell near her waist. She held out her hand, and I didn't hesitate to take it, and the warmth I had started to feel burst over me, and I had visions of every good and fun thing that had happened in my young life. I remembered when I found out I was going to be a sister, even though I thought that was impossible because I was so young. The first puppy I had ever held and how warm its breath had been as it had kissed my cheek and sealed my love of dogs forever. Eating a piece of Mama's apple pie at Thanksgiving. Riding bikes around the lake house. As the memories washed over me, I felt myself smile in a way that I had almost forgotten was possible for me. A low growl followed by a hissing sound emanated from the room, drawing my attention and the fear I felt began to pierce through the warmth. The thing in the corner was still there. I heard a scratching sound, much like I had heard my first day of school, and then the low murmur of many voices speaking words that I did not understand. I looked towards the wall and saw the shadow writhing rapidly as if agitated by the presence of the lady in white. As I watched, the gaunt, grim face of the thing in the window manifested in the shadow and reached out one skeletal hand towards me, the talon-like nails beckoning me forward. The voices continued, making it hard to focus. I was confused. I started to feel dizzy watching the rapidly changing shadow. And that is when the lady, still holding my hand, took a step forward between me and the thing in the corner. The white light crept further in the room, but stopped just before reaching the shadowy corner. She turned to me, and to my surprise, she spoke in a soft, clear voice that would have been at home at any church choir and said, That's a hateful old thing. Been here since before I came around, and I reckon it'll be around long after I move on. Here, she squeezed my hand and raised the candle she was holding, bringing it a little closer to me. The warm feeling once again filled my body, the fear being chased away by the light. The smell of honeysuckle replaced that of the rotting meat that had filled the room moments before and I took a deep breath, the stiffness of the cold leaving and making it so that I could move again. Let's get on out of here and leave it to its business. It can only show up like that if someone with a gift is close by. She led me back to the hallway, the candle illuminating our path. Once we reached my parents' bedroom door, she stopped, squeezed my hand one more time, and released it. She smiled at me, but spoke with an edge of sadness to her voice. I wish I could do more for you, honey. I can't make it go away, but I can try to shield you a little when I can. 
here, she patted my hand in a consoling way. Now that we were away from the thing in the shadow, my voice came back to me and I said, Why me? Why can't my family see this? I feel so alone and I just think they think I'm crazy or making stuff up. Tears began to well up in my eyes and she replied, Shh, 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 shh. Now, child, say your tears. You got a gift. Here I started to argue, not feeling like being able to see monsters in the shadows was much of a gift. But she stopped me. You don't just see the bad, darling. You just got the bad luck of being someplace where the bad is old and strong. You can see me too, right? I nodded, snuffling a bit. She nodded back and said, You're never alone in this house. Not really. And that can't and that can be a bad or a good thing. The best advice I got to give is never follow those voices on your own. This property is old and seems to draw things in. She released my hand and looked back towards the playroom, her eyes narrowing as she cocked her head slightly to the left and listened. I think it's settled down now. Best stay out of that playroom if you can. She set the candle down on one of the little tables in the hallway and put both of her hands on my shoulders. It felt cold but comforting, and I realized it was her hands I'd felt on my shoulders that day in the playroom. She nodded as if reading my mind. I told you, you're never alone in this house. I looked up in her kind face and stammered, oh, oh, What's your name? She chuckled and said, I don't rightly know anymore. It's been a, it's been a long time since I've needed it. But you can call me the lady. I wanted to ask her so many questions like how she could talk to me like this, why I could see her now and not before, when she said abruptly, it's time to wake up. I sat straight up in my parents' bed, confused about where I was. My sister was still sleeping beside me and my and my daddy, he was over there too. Mama's side of the bed was empty and I could smell coffee and bacon wafting through the house from the kitchen, which meant it was morning and she was already getting breakfast ready. It had been a dream. My dad's grizzly bear snores was filling the room and the feeling of being home alone was gone, replaced by the warm hum of my family sharing a space with me. I sat there for a moment, reflecting on my dream, trying to commit the lady's image into my memory. I crept slowly out of the bed, careful not to stir my sister, who would be ready for a day of playing before I had time to process what had happened in my dream. I tiptoed through the hallway and sat in the plush floral sofa by the bay window. The first rays of sunshine were peeking over the trees, and the welcome sight of daylight made me feel more at ease. I sat there several more minutes, watching the sun rise slowly but surely into the eastern sky, trying to decide if I would share my dream with my mama. 
I wanted so badly to tell her everything. To receive the comforting words I know she would give. But the last time I had mentioned seeing something, she had talked about getting me to the doctor. And well, that just didn't sit right with me. I was raised in a household where things had to be in dire straits before you'd head into the doctor's office. And I didn't like what that would mean for me. I was young, but old enough to know that it wasn't normal to see or hear things that others couldn't. It also seemed to unsettle my parents when I shared my dreams, especially since the one I had about Mamaw right before we moved to Kentucky. Mamaw. I winced at the thought of adding more to my mama's plate as she was now staying with Mamaw several nights a week. The strain of seeing her mother slowly fading from the true evil known as cancer was taking a toll on her that she wasn't sharing with us, but that I could feel with each hug, sigh, or catching her napping while sitting up in her recliner, which is something she would have never done before. No, I wouldn't share this dream with her. The lady and the thing in the shadow would be my secret for now. I stood and walked towards the kitchen, but stopped suddenly when the smell of honeysuckle filled my senses. I wasn't alone. I was never alone. I nearly smiled until I remembered the thing that was in the shadows and its ever-evolving presence. I took a deep breath, prepared to face the day. I was never alone. And for a girl who always loved being with others, that thought wasn't as comforting as it was before moving into the house. Creeps, I hope you enjoyed meeting the lady. I know I sure did way back in the day. This isn't the last time she'll show up, but unfortunately, it's not the last time we'll see the thing in the shadow either. I hope you're resisting the urge to visit a summer camp this lovely Friday the 13th, and I'm so glad you're here instead of there streaming my episode. I don't know about y'all, but it's always been an extra lucky day for me. I reckon that just comes with the territory of being a spook. I just want to say thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast, which is a true labor of love for me. I know there are thousands of podcasts for you to choose from, and it makes my spooky little heart happy that you took the time to listen to this one. Of course, I'm sharing my personal experience of having spent two years in a haunted house in eastern Kentucky, but I just really like having the opportunity to do some storytelling. It always makes me feel closer to my daddy. It sure would mean a lot to me if you would take the time to give me a rating on whatever streaming service you're using to get my story to your ears. Those reviews and ratings are the lifeblood of a podcast and I sure would appreciate it. You can also find me, This House is Haunted Podcast, on Facebook and Instagram. 
You're also welcome to catch me on a podcast I co-host called Beyond the Paranormal Podcast, which is an interview-based show where my friends John, Ree, and I talk to a plethora of folks in the paranormal community about their experiences from everything from ghosts to Bigfoot to aliens. Until next time, friends, keep it creepy and don't go chasing any voices you hear in the night.